All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Helmet Theory Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Matt. And we're going to edit the massive space that just happened between our names. Just kidding. <laughs> I think there's more of a gap between mine and your internet connection, so it's probably a larger gap than what you thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, it wasn't very much of a gap on our end. <laughs> that's right. We're closer. All right, well, let's just jump right into it. We've got uh, Corey and Jess on the line with us today. Say what's up, y'all. Hello. Hello, hello. Which one of you is which? Y'all sound so alike. Oh, I'm Corey. I'm Jess. Oh, gosh. They no, still you don't sound, sound like so alike. Wow. Really? Yeah. No, oddly, I... over, at least over our headphones, it sounds alike. No, Jess has more of like the... How do I describe it? Like the like the baby like the baby voice, but I feel like that's offensive. So <laughs> that's what my dad says, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you guys are on the podcast because this whole podcast is centered around just inviting people to the table, and we want to hear stories and experiences and talk through stuff. And so we've been blessed enough, right, uh, so far to have a couple different people on, and some people we have in the next few weeks that some of them are really similar to us and some of them are a lot different than us and um so today you guys are the token gay christian friends that we have so how's that feel for the record there are no token gay christian friends friends <laughs> there's just token gay friends <laughs> oh my gosh i mean for real there's not i don't know any people that are like openly gay and christian so this is really cool for us um and it's interesting to me because I think you guys are awesome and you guys have a really cool story from my understanding. Yeah. Thank you. So let's start here. You guys just tell us a little bit about like, okay, so first of all, let's start with the good stuff. You guys just got engaged. Yeah. That's uh, Congrats, guys. that's exciting. Okay. Stop giving each other googly eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. So you, y'all got engaged. Y'all been dating for how long? Uh, Two years and uh, two months. Oh my gosh, really? has it been that long? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So let's. I'm sure we're gonna get to that point because we're gonna, you know, we're gonna hear a little bit about how you guys met and what that looked like. But let's start. I'd love to start with just. Um, I feel like we've probably got a pretty split audience. We've got people that listen to this that are probably they probably clicked this because they're like, I want to know what the gay Christians had to say about this whole thing. And then there's other people that maybe listen to it because they're like, heck yeah, I'm affirming and I want to support my sisters and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so let's start with just what it means. I mean, you, you guys are gay and you're Christians. I mean, that's, you know, C Corey, you're from Arkansas. That's a bit of a paradox where we're from. Oh, yeah. Just, um, just, just to clarify too, Jess, would you, would you identify as that, like a gay Christian or... Or okay. just a gay. Or just or just. A... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, I hope you feel that that's really lighthearted for me. Like part of me feels like that's like taboo to even laugh about. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so yeah, kind of what that means. Um, growing up in the South, you were either gay or you were a Christian. You weren't both, and so coming to terms with with being both and balancing that was a difficulty. Um, I don't know that I knew any gay Christians growing up. I, I know that I didn't. Um, I knew a couple of gay people and a whole lot of Christians, uh, but didn't think the worlds could collide. So, I mean, in short, I guess it means just kind of balancing like your faith and your sexuality. It means not identifying yourself fully as, I'm just gay and that's all I am, but it's also an important part of our lives. I think being gay and being Christian is a, a huge platform that we have to reach people. Um, but being a Christian, I would say is more of our identity than being gay. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. My story is much different than Corey's and I, I wasn't, so her, she was more a Christian then came out. I came out and then became a Christian. So it was completely interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so that's kind of a long story. But for me, yeah, when I think of if someone was like, name three things about you, gay is not 
the top three. It's not even the top five. Jin is number one. Second is I'm a nurse. And third, I love fitness. Gay isn't up there. Wow. I don't know. It's something like if a straight person had to say their top three things, would you say straight? Like, that's not the why does that matter? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. I think that's a great point. And I remember I can vouch for the fact that, that you do put nurse in the top three, because I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I met you, you showed me, I don't remember what it was, but it was like the most cringeworthy oh, yes. picture of, and you were like so proud of it. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember what it was some kind of surgery or infection or. It was a knee, a total knee that got infected. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> the guy ended up losing his leg, but it's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, guy. Uh, now I feel bad. It, no, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't that gross. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I, I love that. I love that you say that, um, the identity thing. I, I remember when me and Corey first started talking several years ago about kind of this whole topic. And then some of her friends, I was a pastor at the time. Some of her friends wanted to meet up and, and kind of understand where I came from as a pastor. And, uh, I remember one of them I met up with and I said, you know, Hey, what's up, man? Like, tell me about yourself. And he was like, well, I'm, I'm gay. And I was like, oh. I think he was testing me. I think he wanted to see like if I'd buck. Oh, yeah, he definitely tested but I was like, Oh, okay. Sure. Well, so <laughs> is that it? Like, <laughs> do, you, do you like Netflix? I mean, what else? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's really that's actually really cool Jess that you said that in to me because most people don't so so most people that I know that actually are Christians that are heavily against being gay or or whatever they think it's the most the the worst sin that you could possibly commit to a lot of people especially in the south they don't know anybody that's gay yeah right well that's cuz in the south they're all freaking hiding and scared to death well, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's actually interesting to me because I used to be on that side. Okay. I used to be on that side of, well, if you're gay, then you're going to hell, right? <laughs> I am so far away from that now. Like I could care less if it's a sin or not. I could care less if, if you identify as, as a lizard, I don't give a crap, you know, like, so Nichols, if you, when you say you, you don't really care whether it's a sin or not, like I can already hear some people being like, oh, okay, well this guy doesn't give a crap about sin or what's sin or what's not sin is your point. <laughs> your point is that you don't, you, what you're trying not to even say, you're not taking the time to identify something as sin right now. You're saying I'm going to love people whether or not they're this or that, or whether or not it's sin or not. Yeah. Is that what I'm yeah, hearing? It, well, just to clarify just another level, to say that you love somebody is so relative. Uh, and we've talked about this on a previous episode, but I would, I would just say this. I care about you guys. Like I care that you're happy. I care that you are in love. Like I care that you guys have a good relationship, all of that. And then to go further into whether it's a sin or not, what I would say is this, it's not my job to tell you whether it's a sin or not. And even more, more so than that, I don't care. Like I literally do not care if it's a sin right now. I don't care because it's nothing that's going to like, I mean, people have, people are walking around all day long with quote unquote pornography addictions. Nobody talks about that. So, and, and to be more frank, if that was a sin, if, if being gay was a sin or if it is a sin, I don't want to stand on one side or the other. And here's why. Because for me to commit to standing on one side means, well, I have to reject you over here. Or I have to reject you over here. Yeah, it kind of goes back to it kind of goes back to what you were saying last week about a dualistic uh way of thinking. And so I yeah, I totally get that. Um so tell us this, because this is obviously a topic. Is it a sin? Is it not a sin? Like, okay, pause. I want to hear about y'all's experience. Let's let's rewind because uh, I think this is the part that a lot of people in in our space, you know, Southern evangelical, maybe Bible Belt, and, and I'm sure it's outside of this world we live in too. But I know I just know my world. That's the context I'm in. So, um, but one of the things I think we miss is yeah. context. We don't hear about, you know, we see a gay person 
in the evangelical Christian world, knowing that it's a sin, and we go, that's bad, you know, this is good. So, and then, and we don't have any sense of understanding. And when I say understanding, I'm not even talking about the issue at hand. I'm actually talking about the years before that even led, before you even said, oh, I'm this or that, there were years of struggle and years of confusion. I'd love to hear about what that was like for you guys, not only just as individuals and as people, but how how church people and Christians responded to that. That's awesome. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's about an hour response. But uh, <laughs> in short, um, yeah, I, I guess I knew um, from the time I was about 17, I had boyfriends all through high school, a new one every couple weeks. Um, and I, I dated a guy later in high school for a couple of years and um, got to the end of high school and, um, you know, we were going to college and I was like, well, I don't really want to continue dating this, this guy. And I don't really know why we've been dating for two years, but I just don't really want to keep dating him. There's something he did wrong and there's something I did wrong. And we're a good, like we're good friends, but there was just nothing in me that was like, yeah, I want to, I want to be with this person forever. Uh, so we broke up my senior year of high school and then I kissed the first girl um, that summer after high school. And I was like, well, this is different. This is, uh, this is making a little bit of sense to me now, but still not completely making sense because I don't think that I could see a future with this person. Whoa. So yeah. Whoa. that, Ka- that Katy Perry knew what she was talking about. Didn't she? Who? That Katy Perry really knew what she was talking about. Didn't she? That's a bad joke. Go ahead. Kissed the girl and I liked it, man. I was like, oh, I need to do that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I went through that and then, you know, going into college and meeting uh, Matt Hep and, and kind of having the friendship with him and like telling you that I was struggling with, with that very early on and being upfront about like I'm struggling with being gay. Like I kiss girls and then I repent and then I kiss girls and I repent and it it's kind of a continual cycle of uh, that process for my entire college career. And Hey, out of curiosity, just because I've never really thought about it, what was my response like to you? Like, I don't really ever remember that. Like, how did I respond to that? You kind of just, like, asked more questions. You were like, oh, well, how, what did you feel about that? Like, how did you feel about that? Do you feel like it's wrong? Do you feel like it's right? And why do you feel, why do you feel that way? Is it because you, you really believe that or is it because of – what the church has told you. And it was really challenging. You never really told me specifically what you believed about it, but it was always kind of like, why do you believe that? Why do you think that? How does it make you feel? That's a really good response. Hip. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's pretty much how I would, I would do it now. Like whatever makes you feel good. Like it's your well, decision, I, not mine. I'm not running your life, you know? Yeah. I don't remember like, I don't remember these conversations necessarily. I mean, I kind of, I remember us having these conversations, but more than the biggest thing I remember is being like, cause I knew you as a person, you weren't this gay person that I met. I just knew you as a person. I had spent time with you. And so I cared for you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you start talking about all this kind of stuff and I, I didn't, it, it's, it just didn't really phase me, I guess. And so I just thought, well, I know I care about this person. And so and I'd already, I've, I'd known gay people and they had told me how confusing that time was. And so I thought, well, this has got to be pretty crazy. I don't really feel like I should condemn her right now. I'll do that later. <laughs> okay, so keep going. So, yeah, so. So that was kind of college. And I guess the, the confusion and kind of like hurt that played into that was really um, prevalent in my life and kind of played into a lot of like hiding in other areas and feeling like, well, if I can't be true about this, then I you know, I don't know who I can tell that's like, that I can be honest with about it. And that was really exhausting um, going through your life and your day, hiding from yourself and hiding from everybody that's around you because you feel like you're supposed to. Um, so not a good time for me at all. College was, uh, was really tough. And um, the church did not play a great role in my life <laughs> during that time. Um, I had only Christian friends. I mean, I don't, I don't think I had anyone in my life that wasn't a Christian really during college, maybe a couple like acquaintances, but, um, I, my community was all very, uh, 
prominent devout followers of Christ, which was good, um, but was also hard because they had a very strict belief about homosexuality and didn't um, didn't fear to tell me that I was wrong and that I was going to hell and all the verses that followed that, um, to which I believed them because I respected them and I kind of went down the path of like discovering, okay, is it a sin? Is it wrong? Um, and why? Rather than just reading a verse face value and saying, okay, it's wrong. <clears throat> believing that, I wanted to know, you know, the, the why behind that. So um, that's a short um, response to my <laughs> for that. If Jess, you want to say a little bit. Yeah, what was, it, what was it like for you, Jess? Because yours is probably different. You said that you, you, you were you weren't a Christian first. You became a Christian after. Right. So yeah. And you're, you're not from where we're from either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm from Seattle, Washington, much more progressive, liberal, very different. (laughs) There's a whole part of Seattle that literally is rainbow sidewalks. And Mm -hmm. so very different place. (laughs) That's um, so cool. That's so cool. I didn't know that, I was gay until college. Um, I actually dated a boy for almost four years. Um, wow. wow. High school and a little bit in college. And honestly, like, loved him. Um, but there was always a part, like, I truly I truly did love him. That was a really hard part of kind of my journey of realizing and accepting that I was gay was because, like, well, I really loved this guy, but then when I look back, there's so many reasons, signs that I saw that it wasn't working and why it didn't work to begin with and why it didn't work in the end. There was no attraction. He was my best friend. Um, and, you know, maybe I could have lied and married him, but it wouldn't have been fair for him. And it would have yeah. sucked later. So, um, but I kind of found out in college um but the first encounters were drunk. So I was like, oh, this is a fake. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm having fun, like, you know, I'm getting, you know, wasted and making out with girls. And I completely just was like, oh, it's just a drunk thing. Um, you now people say that your true self comes out when you're drunk. <laughs> I know. I wish I had realized that because <laughs> I did that for about two years where I would, like, lie to myself and I would lie to my friends and... um try to hook up with guys like literally we'd have competitions to see how many guys we could hook up with and i would do it because i thought i needed to well wow yeah well completely different than Corey. <laughs> wow completely so gross that happened and then <laughs> um i secretively dated a girl in uh, at the end of college for like two years and i'm talking like The first year was completely secret. None of our best friends knew. I would like jump in and out of her window. So was she, was she out? I couldn't come through the front door because she didn't want her roommates to see me. So like we both were very. You don't still do that, do you? (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally Um, kidding. So we did that and I got to a point where I was like, okay, like. I really like this girl. I know I'm gay. Like, I I can come out. And it was hard, though. I knew my parents would be okay. Um, my dad actually is one out of eight, and his oldest brother is gay. Um, but they're very Catholic. So my dad's side is Catholic. Um, I was baptized as a baby, but really we didn't practice. Like, I didn't go to church. I didn't. I was never a believer. Um so I actually ended up coming out to my parents blackout drunk. I didn't mean to. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. I don't remember the conversation. But um, so that was a struggle. So for me, my struggle wasn't, oh, my gosh, I'm going to hell. Oh, my gosh, like, this is a sin. It was just, I don't want to be different. Yeah. I, I don't want people to tell me this is wrong. I don't want to, that sort of thing. So it wasn't, yeah. there was no God issue with me at all because I didn't I didn't have that faith I didn't believe so yeah so yeah go ahead uh a year or so went by after I came out and just kind of 
once I told my parents, even though I don't remember it, the next day, we had a conversation and they both said, I love you no matter what. And we kind of already knew, but we love you. <laughs> the biggest weight was off my shoulders. Like it, it was so weird. My mom literally said for two years, it feels like I've been walking on eggshells around you. Anytime she said I would snap all the time. I'd get mad at the littlest things. And she said, I could tell you were on edge about everything. <laughs> and she thought for a little while, like I might've been doing drugs and I wasn't, but it was because I was so like hiding myself and so scared to let people see who I was. I was just on edge all the time. Wow. I think, I think I get that to a degree. I don't think you have to be gay to uh, experience what you're experiencing. And I hope that people listening will go, okay, I, I've been there, you know, uh, like, right. And uh, like, this is showing you whether you have anxiety about, I don't know, anything in your life. Yeah. It's yeah. hard and you're trying to hide it so you don't seem weak or whatever different. And yeah, so that was literally, I remember seeing a best friend a couple weeks later and she was like, you literally look like a new person. You're talking like a new person. It was kind of like, wow. Wow. I can be me. Um, so yeah, that's kind of. I guess the difference of that I felt before and after. I so, so would you guys say that like living with that secret? So I want to know from both of you, because I feel like you both might've experienced a different type of, I don't know, for lack of a better way to put it, maybe a shame. Um, yeah. Keeping it hidden. So what was it like living with that? Just, holding it in because most people that don't have a gay person, a gay friend, a, you know, gay family member, any of those things have no clue what you guys struggle with before you actually come to terms with who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. Like what I was thinking about was there's almost like two parts to this thing. There's the struggle of, wait, this thing is happening in me and I don't understand it. And the, like coming out to yourself, but, the, and then there's like the, Oh crap. I think I'm gay and now I got to tell people. <laughs> yeah. 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 The coming out to yourself, yeah. I think is telling your parents is pretty dang hard, but the coming out to yourself, I think longer. is the hardest. It yeah. took me almost three years. Yeah. Wow. To truly come out to myself. Yeah. And it's still after that was maybe another year of com truly feeling completely okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I tell a lot of people, people that are coming out is when parents aren't super supportive right away. It took me three years to be okay. So it might take parents a while or yeah. whoever, yeah. loved ones, friends, family, it might take a while yeah. and to be patient because I had to be patient with myself. Yeah. Corey, would you agree with that? Or how did yours differ in, at all or? Uh, mine was like four years four years so it was my senior year of high school to my senior year of college so i actually met you probably freshman year when you were in your freshman year ish yeah so okay like, yeah so i knew at that point but no one else knew at that point got you got you okay yeah so and we all kind of knew oh whatever. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah what look at my instagram it's no secret <laughs> yeah. I actually really didn't know. Like I really did not know and never had the idea until I think until I started seeing you with Jess. And then I was like, oh. okay, this is kind of cool. Does, does Corey have a new best friend? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Does she yeah. have a sister? Well, and what's kind of cool about that is so, so seeing that, seeing you and Jess together on Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that, um, was actually part of my, so me starting to deconstruct all the fundamentalism that I had been taught growing up, starting to kind of break down, Hey, what, what do I really believe and what don't I was yeah. all started, like I said earlier, by a, one of my best friends, his daughter, them ask, being asked to leave the church, that causing a lot of problems inside of me. And so then I had to go and say, is it okay? Is it not? And it took me a little while to, to really get to where I was like, I don't really care. So, yeah. so like seeing you guys has actually even helped me like 
just care about people that I wouldn't have before. Right. So sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I would, yeah, I would just say like, it's exhausting. I mean, it's kind of like keeping a really big, I mean, it is exactly like keeping a really big secret from literally everyone in your life. And especially being in the church, I don't know about not being in the church world, but being in the church, the whole idea of transparency, vulnerability, and all that is a huge deal. And so you go and you're like, oh, my, my deepest, darkest secret is whatever. And you have your, your peers and your small group or whatever, or your three, you know, that you have in your life that are like your people and those that you tell everything to, except I didn't. So it was really exhausting for me to to have this, what I felt like was a huge secret that I didn't tell anyone. Um, And even harder because no one asked me about it. It was like, I felt like no one really knew me or they would say like, is there anything else going on? Like, do you have anything you want to talk about? Um, (laughs) So what would you have done if, if I would have come up to you and be like, okay, Carissa, but you went by Carissa then. Like, okay, Carissa, are you gay? What would you have done? You'd you been like, like, no. <laughs> I, 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 I. I don't say that. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so I actually, this is, this is crazy. I was around for just pretty much all of this. So I remember I've watched Corey date a few different guys. Um, uh, let's see. And I remember you know, for a week or two, it'd be like, oh yeah, this is cool. We went on a date and blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, I'd ask about it. And then all of a sudden you'd go from like that to like, nope, I can't do it. I'm out. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. I tried to hold my hand. I wasn't about it. And, uh, I'd be like, well, that's seems like a normal thing Poor that soul. he wanted to hold your hand. I mean, that's like, I would, you know, <laughs> want to hold a girl's hand that I was dating. <laughs> Poor guy, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, we were, we, when we, I guess we can go into a different story, but when we met and we were just friends and we met, she would call me and tell me about her dates with guys. It was hilarious. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So (laughs) I'm just remembering all this. This is crazy. It's a flashback. So go, go back to, um, you guys were talking about the shame and the secret, uh, what kind of thoughts are you having during this time? Like, I, I get that it's like, yeah, okay, I, I don't think I like guys and I enjoy spending time with girls and, oh, wait a second, uh-oh, I kissed one. You know, okay, I get that. And I get I get the idea of shame, but like, what does that internal process look like? Because it sounds terrible. That's a really deep question. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just sounds awful. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, for me, it was just, I haven't found the right one. That, that was mm. my thing was like, Oh, I'll find the right guy. Oh, I'll find... Eventually. Yes. I'll guy. find Yeah. Guy. Eventually okay. I'll okay. find the right guy. Just haven't found the right one. And when it's like all these amazing guys and like mm-hmm. that truly the, when girls make the list of all the things they want in a guy, I have found a couple that checked every single box and it just still wouldn't work. And so there was times where I was still trying and it just, it's like, am I just going to be alone the rest of my life? And so then it's like, okay, am I going to be alone or am I going to be with myself? It's like, what do I do? Or do I lie? Like, it's literally like, what are my options? Lie and be with a guy. Lie, live in secret or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't understand maybe parts of what you're talking about, but I do remember uh, after I went through a divorce, you know, I'm at this point where everyone my age is getting married or already married, having kids. And um, I, all of a sudden I'm divorced and I was just thinking, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to find anyone again. And of course it's the inner drama that happens right on top of the shame. But then somebody said something to me and they were like, you know what, Matt, I, I know that like, you're going to find like a good single mom. And, and I was just kind of like, <laughs> like, first of all, let me say this. Okay. I was thinking he was about to say something that I might've said to him. And then he said that and I was like, nope, that wasn't. Well, me. yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember who it was, honestly. But so first off, I, I, would I have dated a single mom? Yeah, of course. I mean, whatever. If I, if I liked her, I mean, whatever. 
but it was like the way it was said to me, it kind of reduced my dating, my future of dating to like, well, there's still a little bit left for you. And so you're, you're talking about like, I don't know the way you're talking where you're like, am I going to be alone for the rest of my life? I straight up remember being like, which for me, it was, I mean, honestly, a pretty big fear. I'm very relationship driven. I mean, even codependent or I used to be, um, yeah. So I think where, where you're getting at was like, um, well, shit, I don't know where you were getting at, (laughs) but let let me just, let me just ask you guys this. Uh, let me ask you guys this. So you've dealt with the shame. Um, you've kind of come out like to yourself, to your family, to your friends, all that. Um, so the way that I would relate to that is after I stepped down from trying to become a pastor, I actually figured out that being a pastor and trying to fake it and trying to wear that mask, trying to do all those things actually robbed me of being who I really was. So after I stepped down from trying to be a pastor, um, there was two, three years there where it took me a while to figure out like, holy crap, like I don't even know what I like to do. I don't even know like who I, who I really am inside. I don't, you know, so it took me a little while, a little while to discover that. And then what happened to me, to me was my dad actually died. And when my dad died, um, I was kind of on the tail end of figuring out who I was. Right. When my dad died, I was like, Nope, this is who I am. I'm going to be proud of it. And I'm going to tell everybody who I am. I'm not going to hold back from who I really am. Right. So I'm not going to hate people because of who they are, what they look like, like, like things that I was taught growing up. I'm in the South. I grew up in Arkansas. We were taught not to like black people. Screw that. I was taught not by the church, not to like gay people. Screw that. Like not to like atheists. And actually what was cool for me was the more that I stepped into who I really was, the more I actually um, got to know people that I was taught to hate, right? So I actually know more atheists, more agnostics, more gay people, more black people, more, you know, all these other people. I know more of all, all these types of people, different types of people, Muslims, all kinds of stuff than I ever did being in the church. So my question is this. I'm about to edit the crap out of that paragraph you just said. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Why? No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. It, what you, you're, I'm being taught to really what I'm learning is to hate it. You know, so. Your content's good. Your content's good. I just, I just know you so well. Go ahead. Yeah. You've heard it all. Not everybody else has. <laughs> so my question for you guys is a, do you feel like you have to come out and tell the world who you are? every day like because i've heard from from friends of mine they say basically like you know the argument is are you born this way or are you choosing this their response to that is look dude i have to freaking come out as gay every day why would i choose to do this right so i want to hear what you guys think about that okay i owe you an apology that's a really good question yeah you freaking jerk late ladies We actually talked about this like a couple of days ago. Um, okay. Yes, we come out every day, especially like, so me right now, I'm in a, a substitute uh, job position for Seattle schools. So I literally have to come out every day. I mean, I meet, I meet people. I go to a new school every single day and um, the staff, you know, like we sit at break room or whatever at lunch and we talk about our lives and, you know, where are you from? Like, um, from Arkansas. Well, oh, I, why'd you move up here? Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a very quick um, out for me. Basically, I'm outing myself within the first five minutes of a conversation. Anytime anyone asks why I moved up here, um, which is, I mean, typically good. I, I haven't had a whole lot of negative reactions, but it's still scary because you don't know. Even living in Seattle, I mean, if I was in Arkansas, I would never do that. But yeah, you're judging your experience and you're hesitant because of your Arkansas experiences. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, like I mean, even living up here, there are closed-minded, super conservative people that don't like gay people and think that you know we just 
sleep around and um that's kind of the, the reputation that the gay community has in some people's minds and um but yeah we literally come out every day i mean we come out we were talking the other day we come out to people and we're walking down the street holding hands we're coming out i mean we're at the grocery store we're taking pictures when we're traveling um it's like you're announcing it all the time and it sucks because that's not the biggest part of you like it's just a, a small like you're just being who you really are that right. actually made me think of something that I like. I've seen you guys have, have church shopped some. I know y'all have been to different churches. You found some that you like and some that you're like <laughs> not going there. Um, but what is so okay? You you come out now. You guys have been dating. Of course, now you're engaged. But you guys, uh, you know, Corey, you move up to Seattle and and kind of, which has got to be so scary to take off to the other side of the country to start this kind of new life. Um, What's it been like, the church shopping? Like, how, and and how has this thing impacted your faith, or has it? You want to go? That's a good question. I mean, we so we've done a little bit of affirming churches, not publicly affirming churches. Um, obviously, the affirming churches we already feel a little bit more comfortable, and I can breathe right. a little bit easier. Um, some of them aren't what we're looking for, though. So a lot of the vibe or the kind of preaching or like just the community that we want happens to just be at the not affirming churches, and so really, yeah, which mm-hmm. is kind of sucky and. We wish we could find what we want uh, at an affirming church. We just haven't yet. Um, but right now we're going to one that pastors are, some pastors are affirming, but the church as a whole is not. Okay. Which is fine, but it still is a little bit scary every time you meet someone there. Yeah. Like when we go to the uh, community barbecues and someone sits down, and asked yeah. who you are, who are you guys? Are you guys roommates, sisters, best friends? And so, you know, you always say, "Oh, well, we don't ever lie." We but just we make always... it out in front of them, and then they they find out. Um, yeah. They they. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard because when you you just kind of hold your breath a little bit every person you talk to, and you want to wait. I mean, no one likes to be condemned, and so yeah. What's the response been like? No one, I mean, for the most part, everyone, we've had, we've had really good responses like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, I'm glad you guys are here. There's been people that want to hear our stories and, and love it. And there's other people that are just like, oh, okay. No one up here has ever said anything bad and has never condemned yeah. us, never said anything. But sometimes they're just like, oh, okay. And move on. So let me ask you this. So, so I know that you're kind of getting, you're, you're kind of talking specifically about churches and HEP asked how, to, how are some of the responses. I want your honest opinions. Whenever you hear me say things like, I don't really care about either or, like one side or the other, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel supported? Or does it make you feel like I'm on your team? Or does it make you feel like, okay, he doesn't quite get it? Like, And maybe, maybe not even any part of those three. I don't know. Uh, for us, we, I think we both, are on the same page with this, at least for me, I feel supported with that. I don't okay. need right now. It, we've been talking about this a lot. Our culture as a, as a civilization, as a country is everyone has to be right. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like the worship of certainty. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't believe what I believe, you are straight wrong. And I am to the point, I don't care what people think. I don't yeah. I don't want them to condemn me and I'm not going to condemn them. I want them to love me. So I'm going to love them. And it's, I'm at the point I'm okay with agreeing to disagree as long as we respect each other. And that's completely fine for me. There are other people that are like, no, we want to be completely supported and loved and told we're not sinning. Um, And I'm not, I don't. So maybe, maybe it's the difference in, I don't know if it's, your journey as a human or a part of this journey as a gay woman. I don't know, but maybe it's just that you have learned to be more comfortable and less needy of sense of affirmation or validation. Yeah. And, and others, I mean, I'm probably, I tend to be, I agree with everything you're saying, but just on an emotional and mental level, 
I tend to be more sensitive. So like if people don't fully affirm me, I'm kind of like, like I would suck at being gay in this culture. I would just be hurt all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing where I got, where I got to where I am guys is, or girls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, where I got, where I got to where I am today is I don't know if it's a sin. And for all you like religious, like fundamentalist Christians, or even the people that makes you feel that that statement might make you feel a little, ah, I don't know if I agree with that. Here's the argument. And we don't have to get into theology. We don't have to get into all that, but there are theories out there um, about the specific clabber verses about like how gay people are going to hell and this and that. There's actually theories out there that are, that have just as much evidence for supporting or not really talking about men being with men, women being with women, so on and so forth. And I'm not going to get into the weeds with that, but the evidence is out there. You can read it for yourself. Whoever's listening and wants to dive into that. Here's where I land. I don't know. I don't know if it's a sin. I don't, I don't really know. And so where I land with that is I don't know if I really have to care. I don't know if it's my job to tell you all the theories and theologies and all that stuff. Like, I just want you to be a human being. I want to meet people where I'm not supposed to meet them. Like Jesus met people that he wasn't supposed to meet in places that he wasn't supposed to meet them. Like, I just want to meet people where they are and genuinely show them that I care. And I'm a shitty person sometimes too, but all in all, like, I want to feel supported in the things that I care about, but I also want people just to let me be me. Right. And so I don't know that I really know all the answers. I don't have to know the answers. I want you to be you though. I want you to feel free to be you. I want every person on the planet to feel free to be them. How's the church doing? How's the church at large in America doing with this topic? (laughs) Horrible. Not the best. I mean, the fact that you don't know a whole lot of gay Christians is really hard. The church is turning their back on a very large community. I mean, we get, because we are so, like, publicly showing that we are gay Christians, we get a lot, between the both of us, we get hundreds of people that have reached out to us mm-hmm. that are gay, and they're like, how do you do it? I, I believe in God, yeah. but I, I, I've been told I can't. And I didn't grow up in the church, so I think that's another part of me where, you know, I was gay and then I believed in God. I found Jesus as my savior after I was gay. So for me, I tell a lot of them, if your relationship between, your relationship to God is between you and God, no one else. No, so whatever they're telling you, it's them. It's not God. And so when people say, well, I think it's, I think it's wrong. And I say, okay, if you think it's wrong, can you deep down, is it because people say it's wrong or because God is telling you it's wrong? And they all say, because it's people. Like, why would God say it's wrong? So, I mean, it's just being comfortable in your relationship with Jesus. That's, that's yeah. my thing is I'm so comfortable and I know he loves me that I don't care what other people say. Which I kind of, I think there's a good message in everything you're saying right there that we all should get. Like, I mean, I've got so many things going on in my life and in my head that challenge that statement. Like, do I actually believe that God loves me? You know, and I think that's a great message for anyone to hear. What what about, um, I, I know y'all said, like, we don't need you to agree with us. So, like the hey pause real quick okay is everything on your microphone connected right i just don't want to continue if that continues on the audio that'll be annoying what about now that's way better dude it keeps adjusting nope, still my- popping never mind <laughs> <sighs> you just fixed it are you serious oh maybe not so jess was talking about the church how kind of the church is am i still popping <laughs> <laughs> This is the most professional podcast you'll ever be on. Yeah, you're definitely still popping, bro. So are those churches weird to you more than they are to Jess? Or are they just all around just strange? I don't know. We've had a bunch of really interesting like experiences um, with church and um, just like craving, like craving 
conversations that revolve around Jesus and worship, uh, but also feeling like we can walk in a church and hold hands and not be stared at. And that is really hard to find both. It's like you can either find a church that's like super accepting and it has, you know, gay flags everywhere. And then like, but they're very um, progressive, I guess is a good word. Yeah. I, I think they're weird to both of us. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I still want like Jesus, Bible, yeah. like community God. And yeah. some of them are like, pray to whoever you want, the God whatever of God you want. Yeah. Uh. Okay. They're very more on the spiritual, yeah. like there's a greater power, at least the couple that we've heard of there. I'm sure there's others, but um, we yeah. haven't found or a lot of the affirming churches like celebrate being gay over being straight. Yeah. And I don't want that. I don't want to be celebrated. Yeah. Over straight wow. people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's like huge. they're trying to overcompensate for it or something. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's hard to find like a place that we can learn about Jesus and be challenged uh, biblically, but also feel like we're welcome there. Um, and so it's frustrating for me cause I, I love church and I, it's a huge part of my life and I want to serve and I want to have a community group and like be involved beyond just a Sunday morning. And I feel like if we go to a church that we really love, um, as far as the learning, the spirituality and the. Um, being challenged aspect we can either do that or we can go to a church that's like a lot of fun and celebrates us and our love and wants to hear about you know our story but then not be challenged as much spiritually so it's really hard to choose between those two because they're, obviously they're both really important to us um and so we're at a point now where we're like well what's more important to us do we want to be at a place where we walk in holding hands and hold hands the whole service and have everyone obviously know we're gay or do we want to go to a place where we're challenged spiritually and actually walk away with some sort of practical application with the Bible? Um, so do you guys desire to be able to walk into church then holding hands? Like, is that a desire? We did. That was a big part. Okay. You wanted and something we wanted as a couple originally. And now we've gotten to the point where mine is, I don't care as much. The whole reason I'm going to church is to worship God and to learn and grow closer to him. But you're not going to shy away from it on purpose though. Right. Like, right. like if you feel like holding her hand, you're going to hold her hand. Right. I wouldn't hide it, but I also probably wouldn't be as affectionate. I would not. I think that's, I think that's for like, that's what straight people do as well. You know, like I'm not walking in like just, Hey babe, we have to make sure to hold hands. Like when we, you know what I mean? Like, but if we're feeling it, well, I think that's, I think that's a big part of us being straight though. We've never even had to think about it. That's true. It's like, that's a different dynamic. Which I mean, dude, we're, we're like the worst people that, you know, sometimes cause it's like, we we're white middle-class Americans. <laughs> like uh, we're so freaking privileged that we don't have to think about stuff like that, which is crazy. I was going to ask you guys just kind of, as we wrap up, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about the different kinds of Christian responses you've gotten. I, I kind of wonder how you guys would do in my church. And I know, Corey, you've been, and I know the people would be cool to you. And I know that on a relational level, it, no one would be like, you guys suck, you're going to hell. I wonder what level you'd be embraced. And so the reason the reason I say that is to ask this question. What would you guys want people to know? Like, like church going Christians who even disagree with you. Cause I think we can all agree. Like the four of us here, we can go, it's okay that we disagree on some things. Like y'all, like you said earlier, you don't need everyone in the church world to, or in the world in general to agree with you. So if, if you could just speak to that crowd, what would you say? Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just like, as cliche as it sounds is equality. Um, you know, like treating us the same, not better, but not worse as anybody else. Like whether that means as far as serving on a team or mission trips or premarital classes or kids ministry or whatever it is, like to be treated the same um, as a straight person, as a straight couple would in, in the church. No, that's uh I love, I love that. I think that's, you know, I was talking to some people today about this very thing in church. I was actually a little nervous talking about it because 
even in the world I'm in, even taking any sort of stance, and I don't even feel like what I'm saying is affirming or non-affirming. I just feel like it's at a very human level, like, eh, maybe we should love people, you know? And, uh, but even that, for some reason, is a little scary for me to talk about. Because then all of a sudden, people down here want to go, wait a second, you affirming them gays? You know, or like that's, Jess, you've been down here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the first good. time I've ever been discriminated against was in Arkansas. Oh, thank you. That's great. Way to go, Arkansas. <laughs> Freaking nerds. Yeah, it was weird because, I mean, I am a very privileged white woman uh, in Seattle. I've never, ever been discriminated against. And the first time I was in Arkansas, we were walking down the street holding hands and a mother with like a 10-year-old kid legit shielded the kid's eyes and crossed the street from us. And I saw it happen. I've never oh been to the God. South. I've never heard of anything and I looked at Corey and was like, did that seriously just happen? Like, and I looked back to see if, like, maybe they were crossing the street to go somewhere else. No, they were going the same direction. What? And I literally was mind blown because I didn't know that still happened in this day and age. And it was. How'd that, how'd that feel, by the way? I know you're, you're, you're blown away, probably a little, like, upset. But, like, what what'd you really feel in that moment? That was the first time. So when I came out, I didn't lose a single friend. Um, I was met with love and support and caring. I didn't lose anyone. And so that was the first time that I was like, whoa. Like, it kind of brought me back into the shame of what I felt like before I came out. Um, And it was the first time. It was like a couple years after... I had come out. I hadn't felt any shame after coming out. And then all of a sudden I did right then from other people. That was really huge. It was, and it was, and I knew what that area is like, but I just, I had a friend when I uh, started getting into my faith. Um, she told me, Jess, I am so excited you have, found Jesus and your life and she said I just want you to know God loves you but not all Christians will and that like blew my mind because I'm a brand new Christian I am so excited about God like I've been saying life is so new and I'm like that is backwards what the church is preaching love people Jesus loved every single person like when she said that I was like you're wrong Christians aren't like that and then really meeting Christians, I was like, wow, because I don't have I don't have a lot of Christian friends. I didn't. A lot of them aren't. And so all of a sudden I started meeting Christians and I'm like, what the heck? I feel it's just weird. Backwards. That's it's so interesting how different I guess, you know, just I guess it's y'all coming from two different parts of the uh, country, but. Y'all's experiences, it's funny how in some ways are so the same, but in other ways it's like completely different. So So I feel like Corey was like, see, that's why I moved. <laughs> um, I wanted to make a point. You were talking about it, but basically like about the whole hiding thing and like how does it feel and how did you make the decision to come out and all that stuff. Um, I remember the day I made the decision to come out to myself like Jess was saying, it's much harder to come out to yourself than it is to other people because once you're okay with yourself, it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks. Um, but anyway, I made a list. I made uh, bullet points of three options. So I'm a very practical person, and if I'm in a dilemma with anything, with job searching, with relationships, with college, with whatever it is, I make like I write it down and I say, here's my options, here's pros and cons, whatever. Um, so I said, my, my practical options for this. I was at the police academy, and I said, option number one. That's right. Me. I forgot you did that. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, option number one, marry a man, uh, make it work, and fake it till you make it or something like that. Um, you know, like, so that was, that was number one. Number two was uh, be celibate and find joy in the a season or the, in the community of, of singles um, get plugged into a singles ministry at a church and commit to that and be faithful in that. 
And then option number three was marry one woman and be faithful to her for the rest of my life. So I look at that list and I think about like, okay, um, if Jesus were looking at this list, like number one, I don't think he could do number one because it's, it's lying to yourself and it's lying to your partner and your spouse for the rest of your life. Um, and I don't think that is biblically okay. I think that the whole aspect of sex is a really important part of marriage. And without it, it's like, you're really just friends. And so if you're not having sex and if you're not enjoying sex, then you probably shouldn't be with that person. Um, and if you're faking that, then that's not okay for them. Like that's not fair to the person that you're married to, to have you not enjoying a, an important part of, of marriage. So I kind of limited that one out and was like, number one, I don't think I could physically do that. And number two, even if I could, it's not fair to the man that I would marry. Um, wow. And the second option was the celibacy. And I did a lot of research on celibacy and was like, Jess and I actually, another story, but we were going to be celibate together and uh, like live in this celibacy house. How'd that work out? Well, <laughs> clearly we're, le- we're sleeping in the same bed now, so it's going good. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was going to be a couple of us, like gay Christians. We're going to move in together. We were going to be celibate together and all love Jesus. And it didn't work. But It was a great idea. It was a great plan. Um, So I I did a lot of research on celibacy and basically was like, I believe that it's a gift. I I truly believe that God gives that gift to certain people and he doesn't to other. And I read about like um, Paul's words on it's better to marry than to burn with passion. And I'm like, well, if I'm burning with passion, what do I do with that? Like, is it better to have a random hookup once a year or twice a year, once a month, whatever it is? Or is it better to have one woman for the rest of my life? Um, which in college, it was that, like, I'm going to be celibate. Oh, I got to make out with a girl. I'm going to be celibate. I'm going to make out with a girl. I'm like, it was just not um, not going to happen for me. And I, I recognized that I did not have that gift. Um, and that I crave uh, social interaction and relationship. Um, so then I was left with option number three. And I'm like, okay, well, there's my, you know, there's my decision. But it was looking at those things practically and saying, okay, I can't do this and I definitely can't do this. So I've only got one other option left. So. And you're happiest with that option too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I love hearing y'all's stories and experiences and perspectives. So in a, in a nutshell, we won't spend a lot of time because uh, I know we're getting toward the end of it, but so you guys are engaged now. You're getting married in less than a year. August twenty third, yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. So you're getting married. Hopefully, you guys will have found a church by then, or I, I don't know. Maybe you'll still be looking, or who knows? We'll have to have you back on the podcast to f- find out if y'all found a church. The whole episode will be, "Did y'all find a church?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, listen. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, I. My hope is that people that listen to this, uh, I, I don't really care if they agree or disagree with you. Like that was never our intention. Our our intention was never to say, yeah, everyone go be gay <laughs> or, you know, or, or everyone hate gay people. Like our intention was, this is something that I feel needs attention because whether or not you agree or disagree with it from a theological standpoint, surely at some human level, we can all say that we don't want to treat people poorly. Yeah. And I think that a big part of not treating people poorly sometimes is just hearing their stories and having some sense of empathy and understanding, and asking good questions. And so I hope we've done that today. I, I know it, I feel like we could have gone hours on this topic, but I hope we've done the conversation. Sir, uh, it's it's due diligence. Yeah. So thank you guys for coming on with and us. One thing one thing I want to ask you both before we actually jump off is so I understand that Jess was really nervous about even getting on this thing before we started yeah do you feel better now yes definitely. <laughs> good good that's all i got oh well i was ready for well, it i was like man it's about to get deep what's about to happen no i just i i i just think that it was funny that just like super nervous you probably thought oh they're gonna try to convert us they're gonna try to you know or whatever oh my gosh like i just imagined all of the like polarizing like He's going to do this. He's going to do this. Or, you know, they're both going to ask stupid questions. And we both just got on here like, yeah, so tell us your story, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I don't think it's 
so much about that as much as it was like I have had so much negative responses from people and not that we thought it was going to be from you. Sure. We thought, well, if we get on here and tell our story, then God knows how many uh, church people will listen to this message that know us, know me specifically, yeah. and then reach out to me and proceed to tell me how wrong I am and how I'm leading people astray. Well, a lot of the, a, um, a lot of the people that, that could have listen to you in judgment I mean, don't really like me anymore, so it's probably fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's well, true. Just, or not. To, just to be clear, too, you'll get that, and we both will get me and Hep will both get that as well. But the fact of the matter is, is that man, we care about you guys, and if people have something wrong with that, then sorry. You know. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us and hanging out. Hey, thanks for checking out Helmet Theory Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. Do us a favor. If you don't mind, go give us a like, a follow, or rate us on iTunes or any podcast source that you listen to us on. And we will see you guys next time. Thanks.